Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Born to Talk Radio Show. I'm your host, Marsha Waiteka. Conversations plus connections equals community. Those are my three C's. The heart of my show is what's your story? It's my belief we all have stories. Some are similar, others are uniquely different. Storytelling brings the passions of my guests to life through our conversations. So be prepared to be entertained, informed, and inspired. Welcome to today's show. Well, hello everybody on this Thanksgiving week. Thanks for joining me today on my Born to Talk radio show podcast. You are in for a treat. My guest today is Paola Roser. And I I cannot even tell you how excited I am to have Paola on the show with me today. She is the founder and the CEO of the Fearless Female Movement, and she is also a podcast host of the journey of a fearless female. I I can really speak, but sometimes it, it, it stumbles. But I know what I'm trying to say, a fearless female. Welcome to the show, Paola. Hi, thank you for having me. This is an honor to be a guest on your show. Well, it's a reciprocal because you gave me the distinct honor of being a guest on your show as well. And I think before we get into getting to know a little bit about you, let's just take a moment to thank a mutual friend, Debbie Steiner, because if it wasn't for for Debbie, we wouldn't have met each other. How do you know Debbie Steiner? Uh, Debbie and I are on a mastermind together, and she knows that I was running a podcast, and I was telling her I need more guests, and she runs her Steiner Society. She's a great connector, and so she connected me with not just you, but a dozen other women who have incredible stories, and I featured them on my podcast, Journey of a Fearless Female. So I love Debbie. She's an incredible woman. She's pretty cool. I I, I absolutely would agree with you. But now this is your turn, so I thought you could spend some time letting us get to know you. Tell us a little bit about your, or not even a little bit, just tell us about yourself. <laughs> well, like you said, I'm the CEO and founder of the Fearless Female Movement. Um, basically, I I just decided to create this movement because I was looking for a group to belong to, and I wanted to be a part of women who were part of collaboration and not competition. And when I tried to find the group, I just kept running into all the wrong groups. And when my when I joined the last group before this, I started the Fearless Female Movement, um, encountered just catty women, women who wanted to put me down, women who used all my secrets against me, um, mm-hmm. women that like threatened to come to my house to beat me up, and they called me all kinds of names. And after that experience, I was left devastated, devastated. Um, you know, I told my husband, I remember I was crying in the room, and I told him, I'm like, I thought that after high school, this was not how women treated each other anymore. And he was like, well, what did you expect? And I just said, I just expected a circle of women who inspired and empowered each other and lifted each other up. And, and he said, well, why don't you build it? And at the time, I, was, I thought he was crazy. You know, I was like, what do you mean build it? <laughs> 
<laughs> um, because I just wanted to be somewhat a member of someone else's group. And the more that once he dropped that seed in my brain um, every day, I would think of ways that my group would exist and how it would exist. And I truly believe that what you hold in your mind, you can hold in your hands. And so the more that I visualized this group and the more that I uh, dreamt about it and journaled about it and meditated, I, I thought I had conversations in my head with the women that I would speak to and the journeys that they would tell me about and how they would share their nuggets of wisdom. And it really blossomed over the years. It's, I'm almost going in my second year and it's, it's blossomed into so much more. Um, like you said, I have a podcast. I also consider myself a spiritual mentor who loves to empower and inspire and provoke thought in women. And now I, I run these 90-day coaching programs where I share wisdom and anything that I've learned throughout my journey. And I learn from the best of the best. Like I've learned from Tony Robbins, Jack Canfield, Gabrielle Bernstein, Oprah, um, Michael Singer, uh, Wayne Dyer, all the spiritual mentors, I read their books, I go to their conferences, I bring back all the nuggets of wisdom to the women that I, that are a part of my group. And it started with like 20 women, and it was just my closest friends. And now I've grown to a 1,000, last I checked, it was 1,100 women in the Fearless Female Movement Facebook page group. I have over 15,000 listeners to my podcast. I mean, every day I get messages from women who say, you know, thank you so much for this episode. Thank you so much for this woman, because I, I truly believe that all of us have this journey that we've gone through in life and we've faced so much and, and yet we learn something from it. All the failures, all the tragedy, all the sadness, all the pain, all the hurt that we've encountered throughout our life journey really they're nuggets of wisdom. They're things that we can share with each other. And, and once we share those like nuggets of wisdom, we could not only inspire each other, but help each other out into realizing we're not the only ones suffering this, you know, this travesty in life because life will give you a lot of curveballs. And some of the times we're sitting at home suffering, believing that this only happened to us. And then we're the victims. And when we share each other's pains, we, we learn not only to have compassion and empathy for one another, but we realize we're not alone in our suffering, that we are all dealing with the same devils just on a different day. It's it's so true. And, and I, I think it's lovely that Travis, we'll, we'll call him by his name, um, kind of dropped <laughs> that seed for you. I think that's that's terrific because sometimes we might know things, but they don't bubble up until until maybe we share them with others. I, I you know, yeah. your Wednesday um, Facebook Live was spectacular about who knows you better than you. And who talks to you more than you? I, I just, I just thought it was so wonderful. When, when you started this fearless female movement, you said that this, this started. Did you say two years ago? Um, yes, in 2019, I believe I launched it in, uh, on Women's International Day. So the seed was planted in me in 2018. <laughs> so to be honest, it took me about 365 days to actually launch the Fearless Female Movement. Because even though I had the idea and the vision of what I wanted to create, um, fear was really what stopped me for a year. 
And mm-hmm. it was the fear of being ridiculed, the fear of being mocked, the fear of failure, the fear of rejection. I mean, we all go through these fears when we're about to launch or venture into something new. And it stopped me every time I would go to record an episode of my podcast, I would, all the doubt would seep in my brain and it would say like, who's going to listen to you? Nobody wants to listen to you. You're not good enough. Um, you know, all the things that would stop anyone starting something new. And right. so for it's an entire year, yeah, self-sabotage. And, you know, it goes back to my upbringing. I didn't have a very good upbringing. My mother was abusive growing up. Um, I was the seventh child, so she was done having children. She didn't want to have me. And, you know, I'm 40 years old now. And, you know, just last year she told me, you know, I never really wanted you. I mean, 39 years old, she still tells me that to this day. So it's like this this um, victim mentality that I grew up with my whole entire life. And even though my mother stopped abusing me, Physically, when I was 17, I continued to abuse myself for 20 more years um, because I repeated the words that my mom said to me over and over and over in my own head. And so whenever I would start anything new, whenever I would go into any relationship, any new job, any new friendship, I always seemed to self-sabotage myself. I didn't learn why I was doing that until just recently. Um, But when I was going to start the fearless female movement, all those self-sabotaging words would creep into my head and I wouldn't do anything. And I was paralyzed with fear for a year. And even though my husband told me, what would you call this group? I remember like it was yesterday, we were sitting at a WeWork office together because we were sharing an office and we were back to back. Um, He was facing the window and I was facing the wall. And um, he said, well, what would you name this? group that you want to create and I just remember thinking of all these women from the previous group attacking me and telling me that they were going to come to my house and even the man who ran this women's empowerment group said that he was going to take his kingdom and bring it towards me and I just remember saying come I'm not afraid come you know like at the time I really wasn't afraid because in at that point in my life I had survived so much I had survived an abusive mother I had survived an alcoholic father I had survived abusive relationships both physically and mentally I had survived you know uh, being unemployed for over a year and a half I had survived so much in my life at that point that I really wasn't afraid anymore And so I told him I would name it Fearless Female. And at that moment, he, 15 minutes later, he turns around and he said, I bought it. And I said, what do you mean you bought it? (laughs) And he goes, I bought fearlessfemale.com. And I said, wait, what? And he's like, I bought female.com. So now you can start your group and, and it could be everything you want it to be. And I, at first I got really upset because fearlessfemale.com wasn't the cheapest URL to buy. And second of all, now it was like a push, like you, you've already spilled your idea to somebody. Now it has a URL or a website to go to. And now I'm like, the motion has to start. Like the, the wheel is now starting to turn, but still all the fear, all the doubt, all the guilt, all the shame from like years of just being told you're not good enough, you're not worthy, you're unlovable, nobody wants you, stop me dead in my tracks. And it wasn't until I went to a mastermind in Puerto Vallarta at the end of December of 2018 
my husband actually wrote a book. It's called You, Inc., um, and it's about finding the gift inside of you, which is my husband's specialty. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so he went to this, uh, he was invited to speak on his book and to be a part of this mastermind. And honestly, I went along with him thinking, I'm just going to like lay by the pool and drink margaritas and enjoy my time. <laughs> but um, because it was mid-December, um, a lot of people canceled. And so it was a smaller group than expected. So they invited me to go join the mastermind. And if you've ever been to a mastermind, um, it's, you know, there's a hot seat where they put you in the hot seat and you tell them about your blocks in business, finance, life, and then the the mastermind of people who are there help you unblock those these struggles and so they went around the room and I was the last one and I you know at first I sat up on the chair and I just said you know I I'm Travis Rosser's wife and I do this for him and I help him with his book tour and I help him with his business and and um, Dr. V, who was the, the person that was running the mastermind, said, that's nice and that's great that you're a great entrepreneur's wife, but what is your dream? What is your dream? What's Paola's dream? Not what is Travis's dream? What is your dream? And there I sat, like, and I just told them everything about how I wanted to create a podcast, how I wanted to create a fearless female movement group, how I wanted to encourage women, how I wanted to inspire them, how I wanted to provoke thought and coach them and and help them to learn to love themselves again and to create that fire within them that I know we all have, society, people with limited mindsets, people who have their own wounds that they never fixed have made them dim their light and their fire. And, you know, they wrote down all the things that I should do. Oh, you could start this podcast, and you can get this person as a guest, and and you should connect with this person. And they wrote it on a piece of paper, which is what the scribe is meant to do. And I took it home, and and to be honest, Marsha, I threw it away. Because, Mm -hmm. again, I had all this fear and doubt set in. I mean, I just remember having this crazy anxiety well up inside of me thinking, I don't know if I could truly be you know, the leader of this fearless female movement. I don't, I, I don't, I'm not fearless enough. And I remember, you know, telling my husband that, and he said, well, you're on a journey to becoming fearless. And you'll, no one is, is ever fully fearless. I think fear will always exist in everyone. He's like, but you're on a journey to find that. And I think people would love to join you. And so that's where I changed my podcast to journey of a fearless female because I am on a journey and, and so are everyone else alongside of me. And, and fast forward to February of 2019, my husband was yet again asked to speak on a stage um, in front of 500 people in Las Vegas saying Dr. V was the person holding the event. It was called the velocity tour and there was 500 people and Travis was supposed to speak and, and I remember Dr. V came up to me and he said, do you mind if I introduce you to um, the people? And I'm like, sure, absolutely. That's so sweet of him. I'm thinking he's going to say Paola Rosser, Travis Rosser's wife. She's such an incredible entrepreneur's wife. No, he stood in front of 500 people and said, this is Paola Rosser. She's the CEO and founder of the Fearless Female Movement and going to be the host of a podcast. Everybody, please welcome Paola Rosser. I was like, uh, what? Uh, <laughs> oh, thanks for the heads I up. Even, 
Right? I can't even oh, tell you. Gosh. I was so afraid. I mean, I'm standing there in front of 500 people, a lump in my throat. The, eye, the lights are blaring in my face. I feel like I'm sweating under my armpits. And with everything that I had in my body from, like, trying to not run away off the stage, I had to stand there and lie to 500 people. Because at that moment, all I had was a URL that pointed to nowhere land. Like, if you went to fearlessfemale.com in February of 2019, it went to nowhere. And so I just told them my dream. And I said, I want to create a podcast. I want to do this. I want to do that. And and I want women to understand that they're not suffering in silence alone, that we're all trying to figure it out and that nobody has all the answers. And it was incredible, Marsha. Like, afterwards, I had, like, a line of women coming to ask me, how can I join your movement? How can I be a part of your podcast? Where can I listen? I can't seem to find you on Facebook. And, I mean, it was overwhelming. And I was like, okay, now I really have to do this. But yet one more month, I sat on it. I sat on it for one more month. And then I was at the dentist. You know, we always have our amazing breakthroughs on the dentist chair. (laughs) I was at the dentist, and I'm listening to the 21 Success Principles by Jack Canfield. And he says, just shoot at the target. If you don't make the mark, just re-aim and shoot again until you hit it. And and sometimes it it takes five times, sometimes it takes ten times, but at least you're playing the game. And so I realized I didn't have to be perfect. I just had to start. I didn't have to be completely fearless. I just had to believe in myself more than anyone can believe in me. And so right then and there, I called uh, Danelle, who was – my mentor, I saw her speak on the same stage at the Velocity Tour, and I said, I'm ready to start my fearless female movement. Can you help me? How do I do it? What are my steps? And she mentored me for an entire year, and she gave me just simple steps, like start a Facebook group, invite people in, show up every day, give them a nugget of wisdom, you know, get women to be on your podcast, have them share their nugget of wisdom. And it was as simple as one, two, three, but it has seriously grown into this huge movement. What I find so interesting about what you're saying uh, is that it's really not as simple as one, two, three, and you know that because you're living mm-hmm. it. But what yeah. I, what I, but you have, but you, but you have a partner in crime, um, and so that that helps, and you have yeah. a, a supportive husband, and that helps. But I think that you're not inventing someone that you are not. It isn't yeah. as if you're saying, okay, I'm a fearless female chef. Uh, no, I'm actually not <laughs> a fearless female chef. So I'm not going to be able to stand in front of you and pretend like I'm Julia Child because I would be false and it would be impossible to keep that facade up because that is not who I am. And all of these stories that unfortunately led to where you were in February, they were unfortunately, fortunately, however you want to address it, the foundation that's allowed you to be 
that person not only for yourself, which is enough, but yeah. for others, but for others. And by you, you know, I, I was really glad you, you broke down what Mastermind was because, frankly, I, I have never heard of that. Is that is that a movement that goes across the country where uh, is I, I could you just tell me a little bit more about Mastermind because I'm really not familiar with sure. that. Sure, masterminds have actually been around since the age of Thomas Edison, and it's huh. um, you know basically people who come around together. And so, for example, when Thomas Edison was trying to build a light bulb, he had people come around. He knew some other scientists and some other inventors, and he brought them around and they sat around a dinner table and he said, "This is where I'm stuck at." You know, it took him like a thousand tries, and he's like, this is where I'm stuck at. What, what do you see that I don't see? Because that's the power of a mastermind is like, here I am, I'm stuck in this one problem, but my sphere of intelligence is just what I know, what I read, what I've searched. But if I bring 10 other people into the room, now my sphere of intelligence has grown 10x. And so you start to believe, you start to see their intelligence come to the table. So you can say, hey, I'm stuck in this problem financially. Let's just say, you know, you're in debt $45,000 and you're like, I've tried everything. I've done this. I've done that. I've done this. Um, Well, then now there's 10 more brains in the room to tell you, have you thought of this? Have you done this? Have you called this? Have you read this book? Have you listened to this teacher? Um, Have you tried this strategy? And so it, it creates a mastermind on your problem. So people do this all over in business, in relationships, in finance. Um, people have masterminds to, to this day um, in real estate companies. and I mean, you can have a mastermind on anything. Whatever it is that you're stuck on, you can ask and seek the advice of people that you know are ahead of you in the journey or are more wise than you, than you are or have maybe different resources than you do. So I'm a literal person. That's one of mm-hmm. that's just how my mind works. And so literally, were you physically in a room with people doing this? Were you doing this over yeah. some kind of No, we did so, this, Well, this was before COVID. So yes, we were physically no. in a room together in Puerto Vallarta. And I've been to several ones where we were in a room, we go to someone's house and then there is like a, a board next to the hot seat, and you, there's a person that writes down all of everyone's advice. So let's say you're on the hot seat, and your problem is, you know, you're $45,000 in debt, and you've tried A, B, and C, and none of it has worked, and you're still in debt. So there's a scribe with a paper next to you, and you go around the room, and everybody gives you advice. Oh, you should read this book, or have you listened to Dave Ramsey's podcast, or have you tried the, you know, uh, coupon strategy? Have you tried to get a side hustle to bring in more money? Um, have you tried, you know, uh, paying for everything in cash? And so the scribe is writing down everything on that piece of paper, and so then she gives you the piece of paper at the end of your session. So now you have a strategy of what to do next and to try to read this book, to try to listen to this podcast so that you can, you can attack your problem from different angles than what you originally did. And how do the people, is this something that people search online to find who you would put yourself 
in front of that are those experts? How do you find the experts? Say you want to really develop a better social media strategy. How do you go about finding the people that are part of that mastermind? Where do you go to – how do you start the process? <laughs> well, you could just put it on Facebook and be like, I'm going to start a mastermind. Um, does anyone want to join? And there's a lot of people that do this on a regular basis. I'm also part of like the Tony Robbins Platinum Partnership. And, okay. you know, there's people there always that are creating masterminds mm-hmm. in business and finance. And, you know, I, I personally run a mastermind with the Fearless Female Movement membership group. And every month we do a mastermind and we just talk over whatever issues, either, like I said, financially, business, or even personally. Sometimes you just want to talk to someone to know that you're not the only one suffering in silence. And sometimes we just offer them books or a listening ear or a podcast just so that they can understand that they're not alone in this world or on this journey of life and someone else has already been down that road or down that path. And there are so many different resources and ways to get you through that dark space, you know? I, well, that's great. And, and, and you, uh, this is always an education for me each week because if I already knew all your answers, then I could be speaking for both of us. And, and I don't. <laughs> so that's why this is so great because maybe there are others out there listening going, Oh, I'm really glad she asked that because I didn't know what she meant by mastermind. How does that get started? So thank you for, <laughs> for explaining that for me because I didn't know. And, you know, it's a mistake, in my opinion, when you don't know something, to not ask. I ask yeah. a, lo- a lot of clarifying questions because if I don't, I mean, I could gloss over it, but then that, that means it just went in, as my father would say, in one ear and out the other, and I didn't, I didn't hang on to any of it. So I, I appreciate that, and I think that the purpose of your of your fearless female platform is so significant. Do you want to talk a little bit more about the purpose itself? Yes. Um, Well, the purpose itself is basically to empower, inspire, and provoke thought. Um, Because a lot of the times I feel like um, we are running on 95% of our pre-recorded download. If you know who Bruce Lipton is, I learn from him. I teach his principles. And he talks about how from zero to seven, the child downloads and mirrors their environment. And so we are just taught by what we saw growing up. And so I like to teach women, like, where did you learn that? Why do you have that fear? Why do you have that doubt? Why do you have that shame? Why do you carry that guilt? And most of the time it's because we learned it when we were little and we watched our parents either go through it or we witnessed it in our siblings or aunts or uncles. And it's really not our fear. It's really not ours to carry. And so I really do love to coach women and and in a loving environment and giving them these tips of wisdom to see that, you know, this isn't your burden to carry. Most of the time we're carrying our parents' burden, our, you know, siblings' burden, our friends' burden. Everybody pours on their limited mindset on top of ours, and we never really stop to question, well, what are my beliefs? What is my value? What is my you know, belief in life. And, and as women, I feel like a lot of us put ourselves in the back burner because that's what we were taught. 
our husband comes first, our children come first, we're in the back burner. But I always teach the women that I mentor, like, every, you know, I always say, God knows the desires of your heart, but do you? Do you know the desires of your heart? Because a lot of us don't. We never stop and sit silent and realize what makes me happy, what makes my soul sing, what makes me jump for joy every day. You know, if my husband wasn't there, if my children weren't there, you know, what makes me get up? And that's the thing that I think a lot of women don't understand. And most of them get devastated either by the loss of a divorce or the loss of a husband or their children move out or their children now all of a sudden have their own life because they have a girlfriend and they don't know who, who's them, you know, like, who am I? Um, and I think we get lost in that journey. And so my, for my thing, the fearless female journey is to fearlessly discover yourself again and to love her and to light her fire back on and to realize that you still have a purpose and your purpose isn't solely being someone's wife or being someone's mother that you he are here on this earth with a gift and it's our our journey to cover our gift and to share it with the world. It's 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 a great it's it's really great and I know you and I had spoke a little bit off the air this morning. It was just wonderful to speak with you. And I was we were just sharing sort of our own personal experiences of late. And I was sharing with you the fact that I had recently discovered the book called The Secret. And mm. I I hadn't read the book before. Honestly, I hadn't heard of it before. I didn't know about the movie. I just did, I was completely in the dark. And someone had suggested it. And frankly, I don't even know how it ended up in my house. I owned it before I decided to go out and look for it. So clearly wow. it arrived here. <laughs> I know that that's yet another uh, law of attraction. And so I, I've started reading that book, and I'm, I haven't completed it, and I know that there's a phenomenal movie out there that I will watch once that movie is, once I have finished the book. I, I do intend to watch this. But that book was inspiring for you too, wasn't it? Yes, it was. <laughs> it was a big catalyst to who I am today. Yeah, it, yes. I really do recommend it because if you start taking some of those strategies in, if you begin to appreciate mindfulness and stillness and some of the yoga practices that I've added to to my to my routine, diet, some of these things, and you start to recognize that there's a lot out there that this frequency out there is happening for a reason and it isn't it's 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 incredible and I I think that I always knew myself what I enjoyed doing but I was definitely um I grew I didn't grow up like you and I knew that I wanted to be a wife and a mom that's what my mom was I'm I married a man he had a a mom and a dad, you know, and then we had children. And I was really living a very comfortable life. I was very fortunate until, as you and I both know, my situation changed, as we said on when I was on your show, in a heartbeat. And yeah. then what happens? 
do you do you know who you are and i think that that's so vital in what what you stand for and what your groups are all about and the fact that you are a coach and you are so um easy to be around and even though we are <laughs> not you. you know and i mean that you know the the beauty the downside of the pandemic is obviously the isolation that it's caused for so many of us. The upside of the pandemic is how Zoom has become such an integral part of our lives for children that are taking their class classworks to businesses that are having their board meetings and to the personal side of just being able to look at somebody and say, Wow, I can I can feel you. I can feel your energy as I look at you. My hand immediately, I don't know why, this is just what happens to me. My hand goes immediately yeah. to my heart because I do feel my guests. Uh I do, and particularly if their stories and the in the relationship to your story and my story have have a connection. And and it makes mm-hmm. it even that much more exciting and and not as fearless. And I'm just wondering, where do you where do you get your motivation that just keeps you going when sometimes you might feel a little defeated? Um, well, I, my motivation definitely comes from saving the one. Um, and I always think to myself, like, I don't need to save the masses if I can just change one woman's life. It's enough. Um, And so going back to the question you asked, like, how did I discover the book, The Secret? You know, I went through a really horrible childhood, and it wasn't the best. And then growing up with all these um, men, I dated all kinds of men who were abusive, and um, both physically and mentally abusive. I always questioned why I was here. I always questioned why did God give me this life? Why did God give me these parents? Why... Am I always suffering? Why am I always crying? And when my dad passed away, the depression set in, and I was in a really dark place. And then in 2008, when um, the market crashed, I lost my job. And so on top of not, not having my dad, um, I lost my job. I'm in a new place. I couldn't afford anything. I was really depressed. I was to the point where I was drinking NyQuil to sleep the day away because I didn't want to be here on this earth. I I really contemplated suicide many times because I just was, God, why did you put me on this earth? To suffer, to be alone, to be depressed, to be crying. And now, like, I don't ever want anyone to suffer that way. I don't want anyone to feel that they're insignificant or there's something inherently wrong with them. I don't want them to believe that they're the only ones feeling these feelings or having these thoughts. And so for me, what motivates me is if I can just get into one woman's ear to make her realize that she does matter and that she does have a voice and that she does count and that her life is meant for something bigger and that, yes, you're going through the darkness right now at this moment, but this too shall pass. And darkness doesn't last forever. Like even the um, beautiful uh, seasons of this world there's no storm that lasts forever. Eventually, 
the sun peeks through the clouds. There's no rain that lasts forever. Eventually the clouds clear and the sky is blue again. And so that's one thing that motivates me. And I constantly get messages from women all the time. Like I just heard your podcast with wonderful on it, or I just heard your podcast with Marsha on it. Like I got a lot of people message me back about your podcast, like women who just recently got married. Yeah. And they're like, I never thought of having to get a trust. I never thought of like, you know, making sure I had life insurance for each other. You know, I never thought of like what my life would be like if he wasn't around and I need to create my own life, my own identity. And these are things that we as women don't tend to talk about when we're just meeting each other. I'm the type of person and you are too, because we've had many conversations together, but I like to go deep. I like to know everything, you know, I'm not, I guess that's why I really don't mesh well with some of the Orange County housewives because I don't want to talk about the weather or, you know what I mean? I don't want to talk about the weather or what your kid is doing in school. I want to talk about what's really going on. Like, I want to talk about your childhood. I want to talk about your, you know, dreams, your fears. I want to talk about, like, how we can motivate and inspire each other. Like, those are the conversations that I love to have. And so, for me, what keeps me motivated is being able to help just one woman. And if I do that, then, then it's, it's worth it because the ripple effect happens. You know, I help that person. Her light turns on and then she helps someone else and then their light turns on. And, and it's just like the ripple effect. The more people that you can make them believe and understand that they are special and every one of us is here for a reason. I mean, we're all winners. We won from the moment we penetrated the egg we beat out like billions of other sperm. <laughs> we were winners from the beginning. And if we can remember mm. that, we would actually, you know, approach life in a different way versus feeling defeated and sad and depressed and lonely. And especially like you said, right now with COVID, it's even worse. Um, I know that there are a lot of people suffering from depression and suicide and are, are you know, trying to sedate with drugs and alcohol and God knows what else, Um, but -hmm. instead of trying to figure out why you're in such a disharmony with God, try to figure out how to get back in the harmony with God, the Mm -hmm. universe source, the divine, whatever you want to call it, you know, I, I, I call it God, you know, there is a way to get back in the harmony with what your purpose is here on this planet. I think when people, men or women, understand about their purpose, if they can articulate their purpose, that's the beginning of the journey. But I would also say that I love what you say, that you want to save that one and you're not out to save the masses. My sense is that by saving that one, it is that ripple effect you're talking about. And these thousands of people that listen to you on a regular basis, you have no idea you'll never know how how you have influenced them because perhaps they pivot and become a different kind of parent to their daughter or son that says, I never really thought about this. I don't want to continue what made me unhappy growing up. I'm going to I'm going to take the courage that I've heard by being my my fearless female friend that has said, if she can do it, why can't I? 
And and one of the things that we talk about so much in yoga is um, without judgment. I have no judgment. I don't hear you judging. Well, if you if you follow these instructions, then you too will be fearless. No. No, that isn't up to you to determine how somebody is going to, to do that. You understand mm-hmm. clearly what your purpose is. And not only do you understand it um, intellectually, but it is your way of verbalizing it. I don't I don't know if you've written a book. Have you written a book? <laughs> I am on in the process of writing a book. But and oh, it's weird because I... I'm in the process of writing a book, and it's been very um, uh, just – it's a process because it's talking about my childhood and having to go back to that pain and having to go back to that. And, you know, there's moments where I'm writing about my mother, and, and it just gets me so choked up because it's like mm-hmm. I, I see myself as that little girl. And to me, I can't – it still gets me choked up. I can't mm-hmm. imagine, I can like, the fear that she felt – you know, and it's almost like I want to run back and hug her and say, everything's going to be okay. Everything's going to be great. You just have to wait till you're 35 because that's when Travis jumps into your life. But, you know, <laughs> when you're in those moments, you really believe that this is the end. This is, this hurts so bad. And that's the thing that people don't understand who haven't been through trauma, who haven't been through pain. They don't get why it feels so inevitable to to kill yourself and so that's why i i think i have that empathy and that compassion for people when they have those thoughts of it's not worth living because the pain is so severe and it's so drowning and it feels like there's no way out it feels like you cannot breathe and the people that you're supposed to they're supposed to love you and they're supposed to care for you and those are the people that are hurting you the most is the worst and so that's, I feel like that's the reason why I, you know, now looking back, I look back at my life and my journey and I know now why I went through all that pain. I know why I had to go through all those tears and all that heartbreak and all that depression was because if I didn't go through that, I wouldn't have the empathy and the compassion for the women that I mentor. I wouldn't feel the same feelings. I wouldn't have the same empathy but I do because I've been there. I've been in that dark pit. I understand those thoughts that go through your head. I understand the illogical feelings that you're feeling at those moments because the pain is real and it's raw and it's it's almost palpable. You could feel it in the in the air. Um, and I, for me, it's just I understand why. And for I, I think that everybody goes through their own journey so they can help the person behind them, pull them upside the mountain, you know, pull them up the mountain and tell them just just a little bit longer, just a little bit longer, because after you get up to the top of the mountain, your life will change. And I truly believe that that happened to me. I I specifically remember the day it happened to me. Um, I don't know if you believe in in past lives, but I, I was crying one day and I was just, in this total distraught, really thinking about ending my life. And I was crying all day. I was living alone in my small studio apartment. And I just, I, I cried myself to sleep. And in my dream, which was a very lucid dream, my dad came to visit me. And he was wow. perfect in perfect health, perfect health. 
And I just remember getting up out of my bed and running to him, and like he held me like a big, huge bear hug. And I was like, Dad, I can't do this anymore. I don't want to do this anymore. And he was like, you're going to be fine. Everything is going to be okay. And I just like woke up, and I mean, I gasped for breath because it felt so real. And within a couple months, my husband asked me out on a date, and my life has completely changed. (laughs) I really believe that my dad brought my husband into my life. And, I mean, everything that I had ever imagined, prayed for, dreamed about, journaled, talked to Jesus about in my small studio apartment came true. Like, my life has turned completely around. My husband has been not only my knight in shining armor, but my soulmate, like when we first kissed, it was electric. I really remember jumping off the couch and, and saying, <laughs> what was that? Because my body was just in complete electric. It was like my soul had met his soul, and that's who we were supposed to be with. And together we have, you know, started a new business, uh, CoachSnap.com, where coaches can It's an all-in-one platform online. Um, we have traveled the world. We've gone to Bora Bora and Tahiti and New York and Florida, and we've been to so many events together. We've seen Oprah and Jack Canfield and Tony Robbins, and together we are just inseparable. He's my best friend, and he is my husband, and, I mean, we laugh. We still today say thankful. We're thankful to meet each other. We dance in the kitchen, and and we just are just, like, we just love each other. (laughs) Well, it's just like a crazy crazy journey but I'm I'm thankful for who I was and it refined me to become the woman that I am today and all the tears they they were meant for something I can I can hear that and I can see that and how how fortunate that you've been able to be enlightened and able to find this out and and how what however those however those messages come you're seeing your dad and having that be such a powerful you'll you'll never forget that i think that it's really important for people that are listening today that if they wanted to learn more about your movement number 1 it really is fearlessfemale.com so it's the the www fearlessfemale.com yeah. i'm looking at your website right now that you have a great you have a great website that people can actually submit a request to join you to 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 join mm-hmm. you on your show and to sh- and to share their story because i think there's there's a lot to be said from getting wisdom from others maybe my experience was different than your experience i'm obviously older than you you're the age of my children i my kids know what it was like to suddenly lose a dad you have them and then you don't yeah. have them and and they were also young. I mean, I mean, young not in their they weren't children, but they were they were too young to use to lose parents a parent. Yeah. But I think that it's just it's when when you recognize where your talents lie, and then you're able to not only share it but share it with your husband as well, who's also talented. You're you're in in sync with one another. You're not competing with one another. You are uplifting one another, and I think that that's another really beautiful thing about where your lifestyle is today. And do you? 
I, you know, all of a sudden we're just going to be out of time, and I don't want that to happen. I, I want to <laughs> ask you a more personal question right now just because it's it's always something I'm very curious about, people that live a very productive lifestyle, which I know you do. How do you balance your professional life and your personal life? What do you do to be in sync with yourself? Uh, well, my professional life, I, I specifically have an office outside of my house because I tried to work from home, but it was hard to keep that balance because when you're at home, I tended to think about the laundry needed to get done, the kitchen needs mm-hmm. to be cleaned, and, and I just needed to be outside, space different from my home. And so I have an office that I go to, and when I'm there, I treat my company as a business. I'm there for a certain amount of hours, Monday through Friday. I have, um, I'm very type A, so I have schedules on on the wall. I have goals written out. Um, I spend a lot of time looking for women to be on my podcast. I, you know, I have an assistant who helps me schedule her. I have a virtual assistant who helps me put everything on social media. So I really run it like a business. Um, A lot of people don't see what really goes on behind running a podcast a lot of people think oh you just you interview somebody and you (laughs) upload it no you you actually have to find good guests who are captivating and who can keep the conversation going um you know and then not only that but there's editing there's social media there's follow-up there's, you know, I send all of my guests now, you know, I send them my swag bag. You got my T-shirt and my bag. I did. And I'm wearing it. And, you know, yeah. And so, like, it's mm-hmm. it's a brand that I've created and, you know, and it's I'm constantly learning. I'm constantly learning new ways of doing things, but I do set a certain amount of time for my business. And then when I come home, it's my personal life. I come here and, you know, at first it was really hard because I was always – you know, a corporate girl. So like, it was easy for me to like hang up my corporate hat at at work and then come home. But with my husband and I, that we run both our businesses together, you know, we'll come home, we'll be sitting and watching TV after dinner and he'll ask me about emails. And I would tell him, it is 9 p.m. <laughs> I am not going to look on my emails to see what's going on. Like, that is for Monday at 8 o'clock in the morning. Like, I am now at home, and I'm going to give myself home time, you know. And so it was hard for us to keep that balance at first, but now we respect each other's time, and we respect each other's boundaries, and we know that when we're home, we're home. And especially if my stepsons are here my stepsons get all of our attention, you know, because we know that that's a limited amount of time that we have them and they're only going to be young for so long. And so I make sure that when my stepson's here and he asks me to play hockey with him or he asks me to play a game with him or video games, I give him my time and my, you know, total attention. I don't distract myself because I want to make sure that he understands that I am here for him and that I do care about him. And, and it's different when you're a stepmom. So I really do want to show them that I care about them, that I'm listening, that I know what their favorite cookie is and what kind of food they like. I, I really do try to pay attention to those details because I want them to like me as much as I like them. Do you have any self-care? Yes, definitely. I love taking a bath. Um, with some Epsom salt. Um, I love meditating. I love going for a 
walk, and I love Gabrielle Bernstein has so many great guided meditations, and she has this, this amazing walking meditation, and it's, to me, I love doing that. I live in Tribuco Canyon, so I'm right behind a beautiful trailhead. And so I just go in nature and I walk and I thank God every single day for all the blessings yep. of life. Every single day. There's just so much to be thankful for that I now looking back at my life, like everything that I have prayed for and journaled and meditated on, I have today. And I'm thankful for that. And I'll never, ever forget where I was and who I am today and where I'm going. So I'm constantly in meditation and prayer. I journal a lot. I read a lot of books. Audible is my favorite (laughs) because I just put on an Audible book and I, you know, start doing some gardening or I start cleaning my kitchen or I start reorganizing my office. But Audible, I love Audible. But journaling, baths, walking meditations, and regular meditations are my self-care. That's terrific. I, I liked it when you asked me when I was I, – I do, I love that, because I'm. we don't all do it the same way. What would be mm-hmm. – you know, I also don't answer emails at night. I, 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 I wish I could tell you that I don't look at Facebook at night, but, but I do. But I'm, I'm more into the television at, in the evening, and um, I will admit to this, I, I play word games on my iPad at night <laughs> to just – you know, some other people read. That's that's how I disconnect from working and how I just do this for me, and I enjoy that. But one of the things that you asked on of of me when I was on your show, and what what you ask all of your guests, and I think this is just so perfect, is you say, "Can you please share a wisdom of a, a nugget of wisdom?" So there's probably a bag full of nuggets, but which, I mean, you probably couldn't lift the nuggets. But if if you were going to just pick one of your favorites, what would you say is a nug- nugget of wisdom that you would want others to know about you? About me or my nugget of wisdom that I tell everybody is what you can see in your mind, you can hold in your hand. And, that you know, beginning. I, yep. Yes, it's. It's honestly what has changed my entire life. Like I said, I got that book, The Secret, in 2008, and it really, like, blew my mind. And I went down an entire rabbit trail because I'm a big researcher, and I tried to disprove the law of attraction. And the more books that I read and the more courses that I took and the more people I spoke to, I realized that the law of attraction does exist and that what you can hold in your mind, you can hold in your hand. Whatever you can visualize will come true. Um, And people don't understand just how powerful it is. Um, And so they realize, well, why are all these bad things happening to me? Why do I constantly get into these horrible relationships or why am I always broke or why... Well, because that is what you're focusing on in your mind and in your thoughts and in your words that come out of your mouth. So I teach the women that I mentor and coach, like, be careful with with your mind, your heart, and your mouth, because whatever you're holding there is what's going to be your reality. So you are the creator of your reality. What do you want to create? <laughs> right. It's not easy. It's sometimes no, it's, it's a constant. It, it, it's, it's, yeah, it's a constant daily work. 
It it is, and and it's and it's and in that book, it really does give. I love the way the book is structured, because I am unlike you. I am not a researcher. I want somebody to spoon feed me, and what I what's <laughs> uh, the truth? I'm just telling you the truth, and, and so consequently, the way that book is structured is that at the end of what I would call each chapter, each section, it gives you a recap, and it's mm-hmm. I I've talked to many people that have read this book multiple times i haven't underlined anything in this book it's pristine from the very beginning but i can see where going back and starting to make a visual visualization board you know or to start capturing some of your thoughts because i think this is what this is what you do i think that Mm -hmm. when you present yourself in all these different avenues that people can find you that you are you are like a trailblazer. That's how I see you. And you will say, "Well, others <laughs> have led you. that trail for me," and and so it it just seems obvious that why wouldn't I, in return, want to be that trailblazer for the next person? And you're going to never know to the extent in which that trail that you're on, that 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 wisdom that you're imparting, because you're not just giving. You are getting, and it's it in, that in, in itself makes you even that much more powerful because when you hear stories of whomever has been on your show, you get off. I will. I'm putting these words into your mind, but in your in your mouth. But I I feel I know this about you because I feel the same way about me and my shows. I get something from each one of these shows. I. I don't want to say I ruminate because somehow that has a bad connotation, but I do think about what was said, what what pearl, what did I get from from this conversation, whether it's meeting somebody in the market, whether it's somebody that's been on my podcast, wherever that might come about, they don't just show up randomly like some would say. It is that it is that law of attraction. And I'm I'm telling you the truth. When I first heard that term, law of attraction, okay, this is what I thought <laughs> because I didn't know. Oh, he's a good-looking person. I'm attracted to him. Oh, that's a lovely house. I'm attracted to that house. Oh, she's really got a beautiful voice. I'm attracted to her voice. Oh, dear. But, you know, but you don't know, and this is something that I constantly say, you don't know what you don't know. And if exactly. you don't know and you don't ask, clarify. And consequently, I, I'm going to give myself bonus points for not interrupting you because that is my style because I am constantly clarifying. But in your case, you weave such a beautiful story that I just I was just taking it in. I was just taking it in, which means that I have no idea what my notes say because, frankly, I was taking not a lot of notes listening to you, which is typically what I do so that I can recreate this in a in a blog that I will do when the show is over. But I just want to thank you for just being so generous with your spirit because it is a movement, and it has no boundaries at all. 
I can't wait to read your no. book. I may actually read your well, book. Well, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you so much, Marcia. It's been an honor to be on your show, and I'm just I'm thankful that you gave me the opportunity to speak. <laughs> well, you know, I I'm I'm grateful, and I I want to just share one last little nugget before you and I say goodbye. And that is I want to just let people know about my show next week with Alan Maxwell. We're going to be talking about his book, which is called The System is Unforgiving. Mm. Play by the rules and win. This is a really interesting man that you might find also interesting. Travis may also find him very interesting as a businessman. And because Alan can be spelt many different ways, this man's name is Alan, A-L-L-E-N, Maxwell. And he has a website called alanmaxwellauthor.com. And I would encourage you to check him out so that you can be informed next week about the show for next week. But for this week and for this day, and I like you, I, Mondays is a perfect day for me to start my shows because it sets the stage. It sets the stage for my shows each week. It sets in motion how I feel about my weeks as they start. So I want to just once again thank you, Paola, for, for joining me. I look forward to perhaps doing this again next year and you can catch us up to to where you were when we spoke last because there is no end to what it is you offer people listening so i i do thank you so much for for joining me today and debbie thank, thank you. you debbie oh my goodness that's what <laughs> yeah, connections you, are debbie, all about <laughs> thank you debbie okay. until next time everybody however you spend your thanksgiving i hope it's enjoy Bye for now.